from selling to China to Indian farmer protests. We're going global today. G'day, I'm Brett Worthington. An industry analyst says imported gas could compete on price if state-based gas bans remain in place in Victoria and New South Wales. AGL Energy has proposed building a floating gas import facility and is expected to announce a preferred site within weeks. That's despite Australia being poised to become a global leader in LNG exports. Saul Kavanich of Wood Mackenzie says the plan is not without precedence. There's other countries in the world, for example, I think Egypt has both LNG exports and imports depending on the time of year and the particular location. What it comes down to is transmission costs. The reason the, the southern states have to pay more for gas than in Queensland is that it costs over $3 to get gas from Queensland through the existing pipeline network. The grains industry is rethinking its long-term control options for Russian wheat aphid now that the pest has spread to four states. That includes getting chemicals registered to control the pest and understanding the aphid's life cycle. Keith Pengilly of the Grains Research and Development Corporation says the severity of its damage will vary from season to season. The big question will be what's the conditions are going to be like in the spring. If we get a spring very different from last year, I would assume we would see a very different evolution of our, or how the pest will um, evolve this coming season, how it will impact upon our production. A new online platform aims to help small producers find a way into the Chinese market through the use of Daigo or personal shoppers. It's estimated that $1 billion worth of infant formula, vitamins and fresh produce makes its way to China via grey export channels each year. Dr Matthew McDougall of Reach China says using Daigo allows companies to test the appetite for their products. There's estimates up to 70,000 Chinese in Australia selling via this Daigo network, and that's a phenomenal network. So allow the Daigo community here to try the products, enjoy the products, tell their friends and family back in China. If you get the traction, then you can look at making the next steps into Timor or Taobao. Okay, let's really go global and start in the US. And the peak US farm lobby group has given President Donald Trump's administration its harshest agriculture critique to date. The president's budget proposes cuts to crop insurance, subsidies and other safety net programs. In a statement, the American Farm Bureau president, Zippy Duval, said, quote, clearly this budget fails agriculture and rural America. Rural Democrats have slammed the budget, with senior Republicans calling for calm, insisting that the proposals will never pass the Congress. Staying in the region, there's growing anger among Mexican sugarcane farmers ahead of trade talks in Washington, D.C. later today. The U.S. and Mexico have until today to modify a 2014 agreement that sets quotas and a floor price for Mexican sugar being refined in the U.S. News agency Reuters is reporting that changes to the deal could reduce access to the U.S. market for Mexico's almost 200,000 farmers. Uh, About 2.4 million Mexican livelihoods rely on working in that industry. Okay, let's head a little closer back to home. Well, farmers in Western India have gone to extremes to protest for debt relief and better prices for their produce. Videos are posted on social media, like what we're hearing now, show people dragging metal containers off the back of trucks and dumping it in the street. In other videos, crops are thrown around in a market. Amid three days of protests in Maharashtra, farmers stopped sending fruit, vegetables and milk to the cities. They even set up highway checkpoints to stop supplies from neighbouring states from getting through. 
The lack of supply sent milk and vegetable prices soaring. They're up 50%, with the protests finally being called off at the weekend after farmers met with government officials who agreed to meet some of their demands. OK, let's come home. And farm, mango producer Pinata Farms has planted more than 6,000 young trees at its new farm near Catherine. It's part of a major planting program by the company, which owns the rights to the honey gold mango variety. Farm manager Michael Page says it'll take about three years for the new trees to bear fruit. This year we've put in the 6,040. Next year we're going to plant uh, about 9,850, I think, roughly, thereabouts. And then from every other every other year, we're just going to keep planting until the, the whole property's full. Let's stay in the top end and finish on a high note, where a banana farm will this week start picking its first crop since banana freckle devastated the whole industry. Four years ago, Alan Peterson's entire banana plantation was destroyed after the fungus was detected on his property outside Darwin. There's now a sense of excitement in the air as he prepares to pick his first lot of lady finger bananas. We're going to have a banana party. We're invited <laughs> around many friends because we don't really, on our permit, to, we can't really give bananas away to people. So we're basically going to invite people to come here and eat here and have a banana, banana and beer. And beer even, ba- banana and beer menu. <laughs> a banana and beer party. Now we are talking. And for today, that is Rural News.